It's time to take the quiz. Five questions, five minutes a day, five days a week. Take the quiz every weekday at thequiz.fox and then listen to the quiz podcast to find out how you did. Play, share, and of course, listen to the quiz at thequiz.fox. I'm Martha McCallum. I'm Bill Hemmer. I'm Shannon Bream, and this is the Fox News Rundown. Wednesday, March 30th, 2022. I'm Lisa Brady. Tax the rich makes a comeback in the president's proposed budget, but it's a long way to the finish line. And so I think that although many of the Democrats want to change taxation on wealthy individuals and corporates, I'm not so sure at this point there are 50 votes to get there. I'm Chris Foster. Will Smith hitting Chris Rock strikes some other comedians as a sign of the times. We've had five years of people treating jokes as hate crimes. This is why you have to defund the joke police, because there's a lot of people out there who cannot distinguish between someone making fun of you and literally attacking you. And I'm Robert Jeffress. I've got the final word on the Fox News Rundown. The nearly $6 trillion budget blueprint unveiled by President Biden this week brings back a familiar theme. Now, I'm a capitalist, but uh, just I want, I, if you make a billion bucks, great. Just pay your fair share. He's proposing what he calls a billionaire minimum income tax as part of an effort to spend more on things like police, health, education and defense while still cutting deficits. His plan would also raise the top individual tax rate and boost the corporate tax rate to 28 percent. Republicans say if passed as is, it would be the largest tax hike in U.S. history. I'd say the Biden administration as well as so many other people here in Washington, D.C. are just whistling past the graveyard. A $5.8 trillion budget. Wisconsin Republicans and Senator Ron Johnson says he'd like to simplify the country's tax system. That's not what this is going to be doing. I think it'd probably cause do more harm than good. The so-called billionaire's tax would be a 20 percent minimum on households worth at least $100 million. But in addition to income, it would tax unrealized gains. In other words, the increased value of assets like property or stocks or a business. We've had a lot of wealth tax ideas. This is another kind of version of the wealth tax idea. Brian Brenberg is a professor of business and economics at the King's College in New York City and a Fox News contributor. And there's just not enough bipartisan support for it because we've seen these ideas around the globe, actually. So this was an idea, this wealth tax that Europe, a number of countries in Europe tried for several years. And what's happened is that most of those countries have actually abandoned the idea because practically it's so difficult to execute actually that it doesn't end up generating the revenue that the politicians promise. But what it does is it drives the wealthy out of those countries. So I think it's just not going to get the traction that the Biden administration hopes that it will. Is part of the argument for that, that wealth creation um, kind of goes in tandem with job creation with creating opportunities? Yeah, I mean, that's exactly it. You know, the, the entrepreneurs that build these businesses that end up becoming worth a lot of money that would be taxed under this new plan, those are people who employ workers, who get the labor market, the, the jobs part of the economy really humming. And so in a moment like this, especially, I think there's very few people out there who want to jeopardize a jobs comeback. And that's the real concern. If you're going to tax not just income, but actually wealth creation, the businesses that you build, the investments that you make before you even sell them. The fear is that those job creators 
aren't going to do that. They're not going to come to America to build those businesses. Or if they're here, they're going to consider leaving. It's going to stunt all of that wealth creation that turns into job creation, that turns into the kind of economy that actually works for everybody. What about what Democrats say about that kind of argument that, well, that amounts to trickle down economics and that doesn't work and that uh, the wealthy aren't paying their fair share? Well, I think the wealthy aren't paying their fair share argument doesn't ring true with the data that we see when we look at income tax, for example, and and what percentage of income tax is collected that the top 1% or the top 10% pay relative to how much they earn. The wealthiest in the United States by far pay a larger share of their income in those taxes than do those in lower income levels. So that just doesn't add up. Now, Democrats, I think, have a big problem with wealth creation and the accumulation of wealth. They say that there's a lot of wealthy people out there who don't earn as much income, but they make a lot of investments that grow in value over time, and they never pay taxes on that. And that's true. People hold their investments for the long term, and they they uh, accumulate the value of those investments. But most people actually agree that encouraging long-term investment is a good thing. You know, it wasn't that long ago that you found a lot of Democrats crying the short-termism of markets and the short-termism of investors And what they're actually punishing with a wealth tax is that long-term value creation, investing in something and holding on to it, not selling it. People are certainly hurting. I mean, high inflation, which, of course, Republicans say, you know, is the result of the president's policies, which he disputes. But it's certainly hurting people. Does this put Congress under more pressure to act on something like a wealth tax? A wealth tax is going to fall on people who build a business. They have a lot of money invested in that business, but they're not paying taxes on the value of that business because they haven't sold it yet, right? Uh, Wealth tax says, well, you're going to start paying taxes on the value of that business. Well, if we do that, how is that going to help that business grow and hire more people and produce more and bring down prices and bring up people's wages? It's not going to. So a wealth tax is certainly not a cure for inflation. One other thing the president said is that this is a fiscally responsible plan because it's going to reduce the deficit, he says, over time. But there are significant economic assumptions built into that, right? Well, he says that this wealth tax is going to generate $360 billion over 10 years. But again, if you look at the experience of countries that have tried this in Europe, they never, ever generated the amount of tax revenue that they thought they would because The problem is you've got to value all these assets that don't have clear values. You know, what's the, what is the value of my medium sized business or the, you know, the non-stock investments that don't get traded on a day-to-day basis. Somebody has got to value that. And then you've got to go out there and, and try to levy the tax on that. And it becomes very, very complicated. So this tax, probably isn't going to generate the $360 billion that he thinks it will. Even some supporters of other parts of the president's plan may have an issue with targeting unrealized gains, taxing assets that haven't been sold. Anytime a president puts forth his budget, it is, quote unquote, a wish list. Robert Wolf is a former Obama administration economic advisor, founder and CEO of 32 Advisors and a Fox News contributor. It really depicts the administration's priorities, and it's a document that then goes through the congressional cookie cutter and comes out the other side, usually quite different. So 
I would say what he is presenting, some will make it through and some will not. But I do agree that there should be a minimum tax that wealthy people pay and we should reduce and cut a lot of the loopholes that exist. So the billionaire's tax, it's where both on income and unrealized gains, i.e. predominantly someone's stock holdings like Elon Musk, which they actually seldom sell but borrow against, they will be taxed at a minimum 20% threshold on the aggregate amount of income and unrealized gains. I mean, the president's premise with higher taxes on the wealthy is that they don't pay their fair share. Is that somewhat of a false premise because of their overall share of tax revenue? So I think you have to separate what wealthy individuals pay in the aggregate and what they pay individually. In the aggregate, because they are so wealthy, they probably pay 40% of all taxes. But if you look on an individual basis, you know, most people are paying at their type of income level a minimum of 28%. It's viewed that many wealthy people, if you include their unrealized gains, actually may be paying less than 10%. I mean, I guess when it comes to income tax, that's kind of the strongest part of the president's argument, it would seem, because it's easily understandable to say, hey, why is a firefighter or a teacher paying a higher rate than billionaires? Yeah, I have no issue with there being some sort of minimum income tax on individuals that make over X amount of dollars. I don't have an issue with that, just like I don't have an issue with a global minimum tax for corporations. I don't think some of our largest Fortune 100 corporations should be paying, you know, 10% when small businesses are paying north of 30%. So I, I think there is some things we can do to make the tax system more fair and just. But, you know, this is this is something that is highly unlikely to get passed. Why do you say that? Are there just not enough Democrats on the same page with this right now while they still have the majority in in Congress? I mean, I think a a few things. One, a budget doesn't get passed at a one shot basis. So everything's going to be looked at and negotiated. My guess is a few things. One, I don't think a five point eight trillion dollar budget will be approved. I don't think a one point six trillion dollar spending package will be approved. And so I think that although many of the Democrats want to change taxation on wealthy individuals and corporates, I'm not so sure at this point there are 50 votes to get there. Well, and even in the tax the rich debate, so to speak, um, Senators Joe Manchin and Kirsten Sinema, two of the Democrats who were not on board with all of Build Back Better last year, don't seem to be quite on the same page with each other on this issue disagreeing on sort of how to achieve having the wealthy pay more. And so I guess that's really the kind of tug of war that you would foresee maybe playing out more broadly in Congress on that issue. I think that there are a lot of senators that would not agree with a 28 percent tax. I I think they don't want to change the idea of what income is and versus assets. I think with inflation peaking, a lot of people won't agree with this top line number. So like I said, this is the president's priorities. 
I think the thing that we should give President Biden credit for is if you look at the three real lanes of this budget, one is it's fiscally responsible. You may not like the idea of two and a half trillion of dollars of tax increases, but it does reduce the deficit by one point two trillion of which the last administration blew up the deficit. Number two, there's a huge component on what I'll call national security and um, safety. So national security, I think military is something like 800 billion. So I think you're going to get a lot of people from both sides of the aisle support that, especially, uh, you know, with respect to what's happening in Ukraine. And then the other aspect is safety. I mean, a lot of money is going towards community policing and mental health. So, you know, there are some things I think both sides of the aisle will agree on. But once again, this will start with Congress more than with the president. In addition to relying on the tax hikes to achieve the proposed deficit reduction, though, the president's blueprint also has a built in assumption that inflation really starts to come down. So if inflation keeps running high, I mean, is there any chance that this plan works? So I just want to be clear. I don't believe inflation is transitory. I think the Fed has been behind the eight ball. I believe inflation will tail off, but I believe we will have inflation. So it may not stay at seven, eight percent, but I think it will stay north of four percent. I'm nervous of supply chain Uh, especially with China being shut down again. I'm nervous with, you know, a consumer driven economy that has still incredible pent up demand. So I would be nervous about their analytics. Former White House economic advisor and Fox News contributor Robert Wolf. Thanks so much for your time. Thank you, Lisa. everybody. It's Brian Kilmeade. I want you to join me weekdays at 9 a.m. East as we break down the biggest stories of the day with some of the biggest newsmakers. And of course, what you think. Listen live or get the podcast now at BrianKilmeadeShow.com. This is Robert Jeffress with your Fox News commentary coming up. One of those stories where seemingly everyone has an opinion or a take on what it all means. Will Smith slapping Chris Rock for making a joke about his wife's short hair during the Oscar ceremony televised live on ABC and around the world Sunday night. Jada, I love you. G.I. Jane 2, can't wait to see it. <laughs> oh, wow. Wow. Will Smith just smacked the out of me. Keep my wife's name out your mouth. I'm going to, okay? Well, Smith has now publicly apologized to Rock and Jada Pinkett Smith, without mentioning the slap, also on Instagram, writes, this is the season for healing. I'm not ready to let it go just yet. Three professional comedians we brought in to talk about it. Jimmy Fallon, host of Fox Cross America on the radio, Fox Nation host Tyrus, and Allie Breen. She's a stand-up comic based in New York. I think the one thing that's weird about it is we all saw it happen and nobody reacted. Like the fact that no security went up to him just because he's a famous person. And then afterwards he got to do a speech and they handed him a weapon pretty much. (laughs) They were basically, hey, here you go. If you want to beat the crap out of more people, use this. I mean, it was clearly I think Will Smith was wrong. But to say that he was like this maniac is a little bit much. I mean, I guess that's the reason there was no security is they realized it was going to be contained. Well, and that's another that's another facet of this is it's fame and privilege and all that. If anybody in the fourth row back 
isn't going to get to run on stage and not get kicked out of the building. Will Smith mm-hmm. got to do it because he's Will Smith. Yeah. It actually says that on the seats. It's like you're in the kicked out <laughs> section. If you <laughs> Yeah, you guys feel free to assault other uh... <laughs> You're in the assault rows. Yeah. Um is it an antiquated notion, the idea of defending your wife like that? Um is it should Jada be Jada can take care of herself? Why is oh, Will going to go up there and smack? That's yeah. one. That's that's another one of the um, things floating around. That's here. super antiquated, and she wasn't. Her feelings got hurt. That's all that happened. It wasn't anything that was really that malicious. She was compared to another hot, you know, you sexy, see, rich woman. It's uh, crazy. Again, uh, it's it's different because people are kind of conflating this with like defending your wife's honor on the street. Like someone comes up, throws a drink on your wife, or calls her a whore. Something crazy. Yeah, this is actually at a comedy show. Ty, I wanted to ask you this. Do you think on some level, because it's more of a guy thing, knowing that his wife is like pretty open about the fact that she's sleeping with everyone in Hollywood but him, do you think in that moment he's defending his own honor and not hers? Because it's one more no, slight he, for him he, to endure. He, smack, he was smacking her. I mean, that's yeah, yeah, yeah. angry. He laughed at the joke. Yes, thank you. So yeah, that's, no one yes. bothers to watch it. Uh, the reason I was watching is I enjoy white people talking about two brothers <laughs> hitting each other and how comfortable you are with it. Because if Chris Walk would have been Robin Williams, let's say, uh-huh. and he smacked him, this would be a very different conversation. Well, and this wouldn't even be on a comedy show. Well, there would be heads of, of Pete, everybody that. <laughs> It'd be every serious news. How can this go along? This thing needs to be arrested. Well, Why was he arrested? No way. I totally disagree. But let me just jump in. Comics, no, no, hold on a second, because Robin Williams has gotten hit for stealing jokes back yeah. in the day. He That's got different. They're all Robin rich jokes. and privileged. The, um, the race has like, nothing uh, to do with this. Okay, you guys would have been completely talking about this different if he would hit somebody outside the box. What do you mean? Uh, like outside of the you show? Can, you can have physical combat with your own box, and everyone thinks it's fine. Mm-hmm. But if he would have been anything else, if Chris oh, would have been if gay, it was a been lines. anything out the box, society yeah. would have been no, the that. woke would Put have lost way. their mind. It, there would yeah. have been protest outside okay, the academy. Right. No, no give him that. Like if he would have hit, if Amy that. told the Please. joke, like if yeah. Amy told the joke, would he have smacked Amy? If it was male and female, that right. would have been a problem. Okay. People would have gotten arrested immediately. Well, if it was black and white, if it was another white, I mean, Chris Rock is as famous as any other any 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 famous person up there was not going to get. I think it's hundred percent. That's all that it has. No, I think. But what he's saying is. That we are, are you saying that we've the kind fact of normalized that it's even black going either hitting? way? Yeah. yeah, because it's it was it was a safe hit. It was a straight brother on a straight brother. Eh, no one no <laughs> does one, it seem? No one no one gets. There's no group that can benefit from it because we don't protest no. when we get hit. We usually say I'll holler at you outside. Chris was phenomenal in the fact he knew yeah. that he knew it was coming. Yeah, that's why he kept his hands behind his back because yep. he had more to lose than Will did. Mm-hmm. He has to finish the show. But yeah. don't you think he thought that it was going to be a joke slap? No, no. you th- he no thought question. that it was real. He knew. You think he knew? Yeah. Some guys have nervous laughs, and then Chris Rock has a nervous laugh, mm-hmm. and he knew when he got up. It wasn't like Will got up smiling. Yeah, he watched the camera goes off them. Chris tries to settle it down already. He goes, that was nice. Yeah, yeah. There was an exchange going on between Will and his wife yeah, yeah. when the camera went back to Chris. Right. Yeah. Because he laughed. She made the face. He looked at her and said, you're not going to do anything about this? And this is when the, the dysfunctional oh. relationship that everyone has been with at one time or another, you go out to a bar, you're at a nice dinner, and the waiter does something wrong, and you don't think it's that big of a deal, and then she looks at you and says, "You're not gonna do anything about it." Are you I gonna thought you slap were a real man. Waiter? And then, yeah, no, but that's what happens at a bar. Some guy hits on yeah, her. Yeah. You're yeah. just gonna let that go. Yeah, yeah. Is that the type of man you are? Uh huh. He doesn't so, want. And then he goes hits the guy. So, it's the same. And that's so what wait, that was. you think Jada it's supported it? You think she wanted? No, she I'm, kissed I'm, him afterwards. I'm team. Oh tires. wow, I didn't yeah. see that. You didn't see yeah. that? She kissed him yeah. afterwards, but you missed the, the. And that's why I talked to him on the show. This has to do with their dysfunctional relationship, and this is what men unfortunately do to try to fix things. 
things instead of going, it was funny, get over yourself, yeah, this yeah. is my night. No, it is now her night. Yeah. It's ruined. And he, because he, and he threw away everything that he stood for. Understand, mm-hmm. yeah. and growing up, he was the one that was talked shit about all the time because he wouldn't cuss in his raps. Mm-hmm. He was the Fresh Prince of Bel-Air. He did it the right way. He was about as vanilla ice cream as a brother can be in entertainment and still be successful. Yep. Yeah. Like, he wasn't doing kids shows, well, but he was the guy that were like, that's who I want my son to be Well, like. looking back, mm-hmm. and so this guy spent 30 plus years cultivating this image, one of the biggest stars in the world, like you said, uh, almost universally beloved, and then poof. Nobody, it away. nobody is He's, ever going to watch He might as well have been a backup singer for N.W.A. Yep. <laughs> nope. Threw it all well, away. Well, nobody is ever going to watch the Fresh Pinch of Bel-Air. Nobody's ever going to watch anything he did in the past or in the future in the same way. They'll just watch the new one differently. Like, ah, it's more like the new one, which is terrible, by the way. I think we have a really short memory, and we'll actually move on in some capacity. Is this going to be a problem at comedy clubs? I know that there a few comics have said, oh, no, I can't do crowd work anymore because somebody He's going to be emboldened by Will Smith yeah. to jump up oh, on yeah. stage. Absolutely, the it's the green light. He green lighted it. Yeah. It's going to happen. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, I mean, only for crazy. I don't think there's going to be a huge swarm of people looking to create violence. But anyone who is already it's the a scenario who has he just that. described, though, what Tyrus described earlier: if a guy tells a joke about a girl and they're in a right. toxic yes. relationship, they now have a yeah. they now have an out. Not to mention, you're going to get a lot of publicity. So mm-hmm. before it was like instead of hanging off a cliff to take a selfie on Instagram, mm-hmm. now it's smack a comic, <laughs> yeah. and it'll be how you know he did this and that. Especially you know for conservative comics, yep. you're going to see you're going to see a lot of justifiable well, attempts to yeah. just you know hopefully. And one side will rally behind it. There really will be woke well, people who are like, no, that that was yeah. that. Well, the was, nice thing though for conservative comics is everybody who supports us is armed at all times, <laughs> yeah. so we'll be all right. You're going to see like hashtag slap the hate, yeah, yeah, things yeah, yeah. like that justifying it. It always uh-huh. is. What's more likely, Will Smith and Chris Rock doing a Super Bowl commercial next year or presenting at the Oscars next year? Both. Ooh, together. Both. They're both, both going to happen. I, I think, if, and of course, Chris was the bigger man. Mm-hmm. He didn't press charges. Yeah, he didn't even um, talk. He hasn't he really talked about although, it. Although, you know, but Judge Janine was saying he didn't have to yeah. because there was enough witnesses. Uh-huh. Um, but I, I think this, I think Will's going to go away for a while. Yeah, and he, and he should rightfully should. No, not just. He you just think he'll be forced be to, or you think he'll choose? I, to? I mean, he makes his own movies anyways, yeah. so yeah. he's his own producer. So it's not like he's waiting for a call from Miramax. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like he mm-hmm. produces his own stuff, but uh, hopefully, if there's, I mean, he's an intelligent man. He's, hopefully, he realizes that he needs some help. Same question that we asked about Will Smith. Is there an asterisk on, on, on Chris Rock's work now? Is no. he, he going to be, at least on some level, in the back of people's mind, the guy that gets smacked smack, smack the Oscars? Nah. So that's, that's that's people who have never been in a fight before or yeah. live behind a, a little keyboard, they'll talk about what they would have done. Yeah. But what he chose to, he put the Academy and his job over his personal safety. And he was a he kept his, his hands friend, behind think, his back yeah. for a reason. Yeah. yeah. And he even caught so himself because he, was about, exchange, he yeah. was about to rip him when he talked about the table. Yeah. He started to say, I could say, and he caught himself. He did. And he, and he There was a second a joke job. coming. There was a second one, and this one was not going to be kind. No. Because <laughs> being referred to as a jacked woman with bald head kicking ass in men's in the men's military at the time is not an insult. That was also a um, a bedside broken move of rock, not to even touch his face. Oh, didn't, yeah. didn't rub it. No, didn't take a step back. No, he, just, he was he doing that. It. You could yeah. tell he was hurt, but he was <laughs> yeah. not doing anything. And wrestling yet. is called. He didn't sell it. What is yeah. that? I was just, yeah, and, and what does that say about Will Smith's ability to portray Muhammad Ali? That he couldn't even, you know, <laughs> hurt a hundred and thirty yeah. pound comedian. The Oscar slap comes less than a year after Chris Rock said cancel culture is making comedy boring, leading to unfunny comedians and unfunny award shows, calling it bizarre, especially in America. 
Back to Jimmy Fallon. Chris Rock, his last special was written by Michelle Wolf. Like, he does hang out with a little more of a, these days, like the enlightened comedic side of town and wants to be on the right side of that. And I think is mindful of the fact that, you know, people are offended by the alopecia joke. Not that it was an alopecia joke because he didn't know, but he doesn't want to be in his social circle seen as punching down. And this is the what's wrong with comedy nowadays. People who make the rules for comedy don't do comedy. Nobody in a comedy club reads the room. We lead the room. We're the only ones with a microphone. We set the terms of the negotiation. We don't read the room. And nobody worries about punching down. That's something people tacked on in the blogosphere to make rules for comedians that, like, this will be how we grade them and hold them to our standard. But if you're a real comic, you just throw the fastball. And that's what Chris Rock did in that moment. Uh, Will Smith overreacted. I mean, and this is the byproduct of two things. What Tyra said, which is a toxic relationship, but also we've had five years of people treating jokes as hate crimes. This is why you have to defund the joke police because there's a lot of people out there who cannot distinguish between someone making fun of you and literally attacking you. Well, thank you for coming on. I think I feel like we didn't have uh, too much time left to get the hot takes out there before they're all hot tooken. Ali <laughs> um, Breen with Gilbert, uh, Gilbert Godfrey this weekend at Magoobies. Yes. In Lutherville, Maryland. Yep. Okay. Yeah, this weekend. Uh, Jimmy Fallon, Fox Cross America, weekdays on the radio. Tyrus on Fox Nation, podcast Tyrus and Temp. Uh, you got a book coming out next month? Yep, just Tyrus. It drops uh, April 26th. Congratulations. Thanks, guys. Awesome. Thanks. From the Fox News Podcasts Network. Download and listen to Everyone Talks to Liz. Fox Business's Liz Clayman talks with entrepreneurs and executives about inspiring and motivational stories. Subscribe and listen now by going to foxnewspodcasts.com. Rate and review the Fox News Rundown on Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen. It's time for your Fox News commentary. Robert Jeffress. What's on your mind? In a recent rally, Russia celebrated the eight-year anniversary of the annexation of Crimea. During the spectacle, Russian dictator Vladimir Putin quoted an unlikely source, the Bible. He spoke about the bravery and unity of Russia's troops during the so-called military operation. In reality, a needless war that Putin started in Ukraine, which has left thousands of innocent civilians dead and displaced over 10 million people. Putin invoked the words of Jesus from John 15:13 to describe his soldiers' actions. Jesus said, Greater love has no one than this, that someone laid down his life for his friends. The irony here is thick. Jesus spoke these words to his disciples on the eve of his own crucifixion. Jesus was speaking about himself, about his own willingness to suffer and die innocently for the sake of others. John 15:13 is the ultimate statement of self-sacrifice and love. Putin is the absolute antithesis of what Christ models in this passage. Instead of sacrificing himself for others, Putin sacrifices others for himself. Putin has sent thousands of Russian boys into a war with no purpose, to fight and die in an unjust battle against innocent people. Putin seeks his own diluted version of personal and national glory. 
He has shown that he will bomb however many Ukrainian apartment complexes and churches and hospitals he has to bomb in order to achieve his vision. He will tell whatever lies he has to tell. He will silence and murder whomever he has to silence and murder. Putin knows nothing about the way of Jesus or self-sacrifice. Quoting God's word to justify something God would never condone is a very old strategy. Christ's words are being twisted into pathetic, strained justifications for Putin's evil. Putin is doing everything possible to distract from the realities caused by his callous disregard for human life. If Mr. Putin is interested in thinking biblically, there are a few other verses he may want to consider. For example, God told Moses and etched into stone by his own hand the commandment, you shall not murder. At the end of history, Vladimir Putin will not be the ruler of this world. He won't be sitting on a throne. Instead, Putin will be bending his knee and preparing to answer to the king whose words he has perverted to justify evil. This is Robert Jeffress for Fox News. You've been listening to the Fox News Rundown. Rundown. Stay up to date by subscribing to this podcast at foxnewspodcasts.com. And for up-to-the-minute news, go to foxnews.com. From the Fox News Podcasts Network, download, listen, and be inspired with Lauren Green's Lighthouse Faith. Fox News religion correspondent Lauren Green uses her wealth of stories to take the listener on a unique journey of spiritual discovery. Subscribe and listen now by going to foxnewspodcasts.com. Cudlow on Fox Business is now on the go for podcast fans. Get key interviews with the biggest business newsmakers of the day. The Cudlow Podcast will be available on the go after the show every weekday at foxbusinesspodcasts.com or wherever you download your favorite podcasts.